It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our weekly film review of the Washington Commanders' next opponent as we get ready for the New York Giants this weekend. What I saw and what it means coming up right now on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this final preview episode of this weekend's Washington Commanders game. This is Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders Insider. Join the Locked On Commanders Insiders program where you get news, the inside scoop, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone plus one-on-one conversations with me via text. I'm always excited to welcome new insiders to the club, and I've always had great interactions with Commanders fans doing so. Join Locked On Commanders Insiders now and be in the know all the time. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Commanders to sign up. I'm David Harrison, your host of this show, and on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers, and as always, appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on in uh, locked on NFL, rather, in all lowercase, and your first deposit will be matched up to $100. On today's episode, I'm going to give you the three keys to Washington victory, a very nice and quick injury report. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about tendencies, specifically what the New York Giants offense looks like with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback instead of Daniel Jones last week against the Buffalo Bills and what it could mean for the Washington Commanders coming up. We're going to start with the first 15 plays of the game. Typically, we go back two weeks for a team to study, but Tyrod Taylor's only quarterbacks the New York, New York Giants uh, one week. So we only had the one week to study. And that, of course, was week six against the Buffalo Bills, a game that the New York Giants actually almost won and came away with, played them. Uh, played the Buffalo Bills very, very tough. I have to have a lot of, you know, moral victories coming out of that. They're not going to celebrate. The coaches aren't going to celebrate. But certainly a lot of things that the New York Giants did to come out of that one. And in the first 15 plays, again, we like to start there because first 15, sometimes 20, but we know it's at least 15 uh, plays are kind of scripted and it kind of shows kind of the personality that the team wants to be. They kind of come out there trying to see, okay, are the things that we want to do going to work? And then we kind of go from there. There was a solid mix of one back and two back sets in the first 15 plays of the game against the Buffalo Bills. They had a six, they had six carries or six, six formations rather come out with one back sets five times, five times they came out with two back sets. So again, 11 times uh, out of the first 15, either a one back or two back set, but a, a nice mixture of the two. They didn't really dominate one way or the other, but they did throw in some exotic formations with Tyrod Taylor in the mix in those first 15. We saw 32 personnel. So three running backs, two tight ends. That was Really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that formation uh, before. And then we also saw 13 personnel mix in, one running back, three tight ends. So a little bit of of a new wrinkle there for the New York Giants uh, compared to what you usually expect to see from this team with Tyrod Taylor in there. The split between pass and run, you almost might expect them to go heavier on the runs 
uh, than they do the passes. And they did go heavier by one, but it was only a one run difference. Eight run passes or eight run plays, seven passes called for Tyrod Taylor. So a pretty even split there. Uh, again, and most teams are going to want to come out in that first 15 to 20 plays or so and be fairly balanced as they kind of see what's going to work and what's not going to work. Five of those seven passes, however, came on boots and short drops out of shotgun. And those short drops aren't necessarily a different uh, look compared to what this offense likes to do with Daniel Jones. Neither are the boots, but they are unique in that they allow the quarterback uh, less time to have to sit in the pocket. And, and of course, moving the pocket always helps the quarterback and struggling offensive lines. I feel like we're going to see more boots uh, this week from the New York Giants because that offensive line is continuing to struggle, continuing to deal with a lot of injuries. Another Giants offensive lineman going on IR just this week. Uh, they only use play action three times, which is interesting to me because a lot of teams that struggle with the, the offensive line, struggle with pass protection, they like to use play action as another mechanism to try to give the quarterback a little bit more time, make that defense kind of hesitate for a beat before they come in on their, uh, their, uh, their pass rush. Only use one screen. Uh, so that's another mechanism that a lot of teams like to use that the Giants did not employ in the first 15 plays uh, very often against the Buffalo Bills. Six of their eight runs during the first 15 plays against the Bills were through the B gaps on either side, three on each side. In fact, split split uh, very evenly. So the, the New York Giants like to try to use those B gap runs. Both toss plays that they had in the first 15 plays were to the strong side of the offense. So when you see the offense line up, if you're anticipating a pitch, is probably going to be the strong side of that uh, formation. And nine times out of 15, they use motion to start the game. They had one trick play slash funky formation. That was the 32 personnel that we talked about. Three running backs lined up like evenly in line behind Tyrod Taylor. That was really interesting. Uh, so the total takeaways from those first 15 plays with Tyrod Taylor against the Buffalo Bills is it almost looks like an arena league offense. Honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of weird and just something that you almost don't, see very often in the national football league. And, and to be honest, if you're, if you're an NFL snob, right, if you kind of look at the NFL, like the creme de la creme of, of professional football, it, it kind of is, it's a little offensive almost. It's kind of like, what are we really doing out here uh, doing all this kind of crazy stuff? Uh, certainly designed to cause a lot of confusion. You're, they're going to challenge your eye and scheme discipline. And we saw the Chicago bears do a lot of similar things, crossing routes, motion, uh, you know, misdirection, a lot of these things to try to get some easy gains when your defense breaks down and shows a lack of discipline. So de slow developing runs uh, from the Giants backfield do afford opportunities for linebackers and second level, third level defenders to disrupt. So it's going to be important for guys like Cody Barton, Jamin Davis, Cam Curl to get in there as quickly as possible. And then, of course, those rollouts and those short drops are designed to let Tyrod Taylor use his mobility uh, to pressure coverage, discipline, and take advantage of underneath opportunities. Uh, honestly, Tyrod Taylor living off his first and second reads primarily. A lot of times he doesn't even come off his first read. If he does, he quickly goes to his second and then he quickly goes to running. Really, it looks like running is basically his third read. Uh, sometimes it's his second read. Um, the only sack of the first 15 plays for the Buffalo Bills defense came off a seven-step drop. And again, slow developing pass play, deeper routes, kind of shows you why the Giants don't really want to go there too, too often. So the first 15 plays, incredibly important because they set the tone for the game on the offensive side of the ball. So that's kind of what the New York Giants did in their one week with Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback. But the red zone is really where the games get won and lost. So we'll take a look at the Giants in the red zone with Tyrod Taylor coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Commanders brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can customize your case in additional 
and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand that you need and is continually, continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they've added ivermectin as an option for those who need antiparasitic medication for conditions like scabies and lice. You can even buy a gift card for family or other loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. I take my Jace case with me on every road trip, so, road trip, so it'll be with me uh, at MetLife Stadium, or at least it'll be in the hotel when I drive up to MetLife Stadium this weekend. Because if I'm out on a trip and I need some sort of uh, one of these medications and I don't have time to go see an emergency doctor or urgent care or anything else like that, I like to have that Jace case with me. When I need it, go to jacemedical.com, enter the promo code locked on and check out for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Today's episode of Locked On Camara is also brought to you by FanDuel. Snap in action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, and the app is incredibly easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Washington Commanders are traveling to the New York Giants, and they're three-point favorites as they do so. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on that action or any other action this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders. First listen or view today and every day, every day. Our football season is here, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Every Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. And your hosts, Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs are going to break down every game on the NFL schedule to get you ready for your team's game, your fantasy matchups, your daily fantasy matchups, your betting angles, all of it, plus in-depth local analysis from our stable of hosts uh, across the country who know these teams better than anybody else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Talked about the Giants and their first 15 with Tyrod Taylor. And, you know, I'm being a little bit presumptuous here. I'm trusting Patricia Train of Locked On Giants. I'm trusting pretty much everything that everybody else is saying that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback this weekend against the Washington Commanders, not Daniel Jones. So I'm being a little bit presumptuous. Daniel Jones is officially questionable, uh, but I'm going with a Tyrod Taylor study here just in case that is who we see. Look, if it's Daniel Jones, unless you're joining the Commanders fandom this year, You've seen a lot of Daniel Jones against the Washington Commanders. So hopefully this doesn't uh, come back to bite us in the butt and we're preparing for someone we're not going to see. But Giants red zone against the Buffalo Bills week six, uh, four times the, the Giants got into uh, the Buffalo Bills red zone and they came away with six points on two field goals. Uh, not good, not good at all. 18 total red zone plays run by the New York Giants against the Buffalo Bills. 11 of them were passes. Seven of them were runs. Uh, 11 of those came from one back sets. Seven of those came from two back sets. So again, uh, a little bit of a separate, a little bit of a, of a more one back set heavy uh, type of approach. Once it got into the red zone with Tyrod Taylor, five multiple tight end sets. So they're looking to give him extra protection and extra running lanes for the running backs. Four of the passes that they did throw came from shotgun with short drops, which is pretty typical of the giants offense, nine passes total from shotgun. And there was an even mix of the runs between the B gap, a gap and toss plays nine times. They use motion. Three times they use play action. So what do those tendencies say about the red zone Giants offense with Tyrod Taylor uh, playing quarterback? Well, again, more one back sets in the red zone than outside the red zone. And really, to me, that looks like they just kind of want to give Tyrod Taylor maybe some more options, 
some more weapons out there. Uh, and if they're running the ball, spread them out with more receivers on the field, more tight ends split out and all that stuff to give the running backs a little bit more room to operate. However, they also use multiple tight end sets in the red zone to force second and third level defenders to help fill run gaps on runs so or run fits on run plays because extra blockers creates more more gaps for running backs to try to run through. And that makes guys like Cameron Curl, Jamin Davis, Cody Barton, all the more important. Ideally, as a defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, if you have those extra gaps to account for because of extra tight ends in the, in the the on the field or even extra running backs to be a blocker on the field, you want a guy like Cameron Curl coming from the secondary to fill that gap. You don't want to fill that gap with your linebackers because if your linebackers filling gaps in the line of scrimmage, then now you've got cornerbacks and safety who have to make the second level tackles in order to keep plays, uh, keep running plays from springing for big gains. But if your defensive backs like Cam Curl can come in, fill those run fits at the line of scrimmage, perhaps they get in with their quickness and they make a big play in the backfield. But if they don't, your linebackers are now running free in the second level to try to make a play on the ball carrier. So that's ideally how you would like to attack uh, an offense that uses those extra blockers, especially in the red zone. Uh, Tyra, Tyra Taylor, again, as a quarterback, very limited in his progression, a little bit sloppy in his mechanics. Oftentimes, he goes no further than his second read, if he even gets to a second read, before trying to force a throw or run the ball. So his mechanics looked really shaky against the Buffalo Bills. He kind of looked like a veteran quarterback that really hasn't done it uh, against live action in a really long time. Uh, and it definitely showed this week. Expect those mechanics to be a little bit cleaner because obviously he's shaking off a little bit of that rust, gotten a little bit of that, that those live reps that he might even have a little bit more confidence after what they were able to do against the Buffalo Bills. Lots of motion in the red zone, not as much as Chicago or Atlanta showed the last couple of weeks, but still a good amount trying to force the defenses to declare their zone or man coverage plans before the snap. Not as much play action. I think that honestly is a lot to do with Tyrod Taylor's slow developing and unconventional dropbacks. I saw him take a five-step drop, just backpedaling. Uh, at one point in time during the Buffalo Bills game, it's kind of weird and not really a good way to get a good base under you uh, to fire off a throw. Now, what are that? What are the differences here between the Giants when they have Daniel Jones and the Giants when they don't have Daniel Jones? Well, for starters, you saw fewer one-back sets with Tyrod Taylor than with Daniel Jones. Multiple times, they kept more people in to block for Tyrod Taylor. I think part of that is the blocking issues they've been having all season, but also part of that is maybe a little bit of trust, uh, a little bit of lack of trust in Tyrod Taylor's quick processing ability compared to Daniel Jones, partially from comfortability in running the offense in real time and partially because the ability uh, level is just, you know, that much different. Almost exclusively run with 11 or running plays, not running the ball, but running plays with 11 and 12 personnel with Daniel Jones, uh, 96% of the time in the red zone, but mixed in at least five other personnel groupings with Tyrod Taylor in week six forcing defenses into uh, defending unscouted looks, trying to take advantage of the fact that they don't have that tape to study beforehand. More shotgun usage with Tyrod Taylor in the in the red zone uh, compared to Daniel Jones and more motion and play action uh, as well. Um, short drops, rollouts, and screen usage, however, were used about the same, not as much as you might expect, uh, but still used a little bit during those portions. So that's what we saw in the first 15. It's what we saw in the red zone. Those are going to be used to develop our keys to victory. I've got three of those. Two are going to come up in the next uh, segment, but I'm going to give you one here in this segment before we break out. And that first key to victory, stay scheme disciplined against unscouted looks. Backup quarterbacks present a challenge because this is a guy that you don't see a lot. This is a guy you don't see this offense run through a lot. And when you have those situations, you can run into a situation where you don't have the best intel, where you don't have all the information necessarily what this quarterback and what this offense is going to do with this quarterback in the game. So weird formations, 
crossing patterns, crossing blockers at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. The New York Giants try to use a lot of these mechanisms against the Buffalo Bills to give Tyrod Taylor a little bit of a, of a heads up. Now, the Washington Commanders feel like they're using man coverage on defense a little bit more than, than, than they usually do these past few weeks. But really, when you look at the season totals, the Commanders defense has only seen a 2% increase in man coverage calls. So really not that great of an increase. But still, I would recommend the Washington Commanders stay in zone for most of the game. Challenge Tyrod Taylor's eyes and reactions while staying disciplined in your zones to keep from making mistakes that lead to easy, explosive plays like we saw against the Chicago Bears and like, honestly, they were potentially there for the Atlanta Falcons. Tyrod Taylor certainly looked rusty in his first game action uh, coming in for Daniel Jones, but if he's in this game, which we expect him to be, um, that's going to be one more game and he's going to be feeling a little bit more comfortable and I don't think he'll make all the same mistakes that he made against the Buffalo Bills. So this Washington Bears defense definitely needs to be able to play with some discipline in order to keep Tyrod from making a lot of uh, big plays against them, easy plays because of lack of discipline in their past coverage. I got two more keys. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode of Locked On Commanders, brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks in less than 60 seconds. And from there, you just monitor your picks and it really adds another layer to your football watching experience. On Thursday night football, the Saints didn't only let them and their fans down, they let me down as well because I had Rashid Shahid and Taysom Hill to go more than Certain stat projections they did not deliver. Meanwhile, Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne did deliver for me. So at least Travis Etienne came through for me on Thursday night. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL. Price picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's episode of Locked On Commander is also brought to you by DoorDash. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKS23. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Did it go to halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That's your cue for ordering in. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Time to pull out your Lucky Charm jersey and order your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because it's football season again. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, and even just buns. If you just forgot the buns and that's all you need, DoorDash will get it and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need to watch the party uh, to or for your watch party or your tailgate or get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you door, download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCK23. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCK23 for 50% off up to $10 on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Your Washington Commanders face off against the New York Giants Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern inside MetLife Stadium. Catch every snap of the Commanders hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the Sirius XM app. Just search Commanders. And while you're there, you just might hear a familiar voice 
during the game. We've gone over the tendencies, but over our first key to victory. Now let's hit our last two keys of victory injury reports. And I'll give you my game prediction. Key number two, minimize the Giants quarterback rushing damage. And honestly, this applies whether it's Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. Since 2020, Giants quarterbacks have rushed the ball four or more times in five of the six games that they have played against each other. Those carries have turned into 50 yards or more four times of the six and have accounted for three or more first downs three of the times. They've only scored one touchdown, but those drive extending plays are killers in the long run. The majority of these quarterback rush first downs are coming in the first and second quarters, helping New York set the team or set the tone for what they're trying to do early on in game. So that's key number two, minimize quarterback rushing damage, no matter who the quarterback is. Number three, quarterback consistency from Sam Howell. Sam Howell's QBR has been rising for three games straight, but his full game performances have been very up and down. First half passing yards in the last four games, he's at 96 four weeks ago, 161 three weeks ago, 71 two weeks ago, and 109 last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Two touchdowns total in those four games in the first half. Second half passing yards in his last four games, 124 four weeks ago, 74 three weeks ago, 121 two weeks ago, 33 last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, another two touchdowns. So the two touchdowns have been consistent. He's thrown four touchdowns in the last uh, four games, two in the first half, two in the second half, but up and down, 96, 161, 71, 109, and then the second half, 124, 74, 121, 33. Sam Howell has not put, put together a consistently solid first and second half in the last four weeks minimum. So we would like to see it here against the New York Giants to come away with a big divisional win. Speaking of that divisional win, my prediction this weekend for Washington, I'm going a little bit bold on this one, guys. And I know with Patricia Train on the crossover Thursday, I kind of went a little bit lighter on it. But I look at this matchup. I look at what the Giants are doing. I look at what the commanders are doing. And guys, I feel like this is a weekend whose Washington commanders defense can kind of get right a little bit themselves, not become a get right team for an opposing offense. Sam Howell, I like his development. I feel like this week he's going to show a little bit smarter play from the entire, from, from start to finish in this game. I'm going Washington Commanders 24 to 14 to beat the New York Giants. And helping the Washington Commanders defense make sure that I am proven right. Cornerback Kendall Fuller, who dealt with a knee injury this week, did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. He has been cleared. He will be, he will be available for the Commanders on Sunday against the Giants. So will Chris Rodriguez Jr., who was dealing with illnesses the last couple of weeks, but he had a personal issue to deal with this last week. He will also be available. The Washington Commanders, clean bill of health. If you're on the active roster, you are healthy and you are available, and that is an amazing thing to have week seven going into a division rival's home. For the opposing New York Giants, they are not quite as healthy or lucky. Matt Pert, offensive tackle, John Michael Schmitz, Center and Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, all out for this game. Offensive tackle Evan Neal is questionable, did not practice Friday, did not practice Wednesday, limited participant on Thursday. This is a rookie offensive tackle. He needs all the reps he can get. He's had an ankle injury. He's questionable for the game. I'm not sure he's going to go. Uh, Dory Jackson, the cornerback, is dealing with a neck injury. He's questionable. And, of course, Daniel Jones with his own neck injury is also questionable. So the New York Giants are banged up. The Washington Commanders are healthy as, as possibly they've been all season long. Granted, you know, guys like Derek Forrest still on the injured reserve, but their active roster is healthy. Uh, I see no reason why the Washington Commanders can't come out here, make a statement game, get a statement win, and get a win, big win inside the NFC East uh, division. 
24-14 is my prediction, guys. Coming up, I will be live from MetLife Stadium following the Washington Commanders win over the New York Giants. So make sure you come back and join me for that. Subscribe, turn on those notifications so you get told when that live fires up. In the meantime, if you've got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comments, hit me on Twitter, or become a Locked On Commanders insider and text me directly by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, as always, I appreciate you for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.